せーの !Hello everyone! Welcome back to the Kaiwa Podcast, a space for students at APU to have conversations about a range of topics, inspire listeners far and wide, and empower the APU community through conversations. I am Dorcas Menden, and I will be having a conversation about sports with two amazing guests today. Ashin, who just graduated from APU, and Dweeti, who's in her fourth year. So as you can see, they are both quite busy, but I'm really excited to have them here today talking about their respective sports. And I hope we can have a fun conversation and hopefully learn something from their experiences as well. Without further ado, I'm going to ask Ashane and Dweeti to introduce themselves, and then we'll go into a fun, short game, hopefully. So let's start with you, Ashane. Thanks, Dorcas. Thanks for having me on, on the podcast. It's a pleasure.、Um, so, my name is Ashen Francis.、Um, I'm originally from Sri Lanka.、Um, I, I graduated、uh, 27, 2021 fall, so about two, three weeks ago. I've been passionate about sports in small days,、uh, been playing a lot of team sports, and I think that just evolves around my life. So, I'm excited to share, and I'm also happy and then again privileged to be in the Kaiba podcast. Dweeti? Hi, my name is Dweeti Hariharan. I'm a fourth year student at APU from Trinidad and Tobago. I think sports, especially volleyball, has been a big part of my life since I was a kid. And I think it's just been a big part. And I'm really excited to be able to talk about it today as well with、um, Dorcas and Ashane. Hopefully, learn some things today as well out of my small little bubble. So, yes, thank you for having me. Thank you. So, as Dweeti and Ashane said, they both play volleyball and water polo respectively. They've both been playing competitively and recreationally as well. And I'm just really excited to hear about their experiences because I'm also a huge fan of volleyball. So, I hope I can be able to learn something from both of them today. But before we go any further, I'd like for us to play a game called Rapid Fire Questions. So, I'm going to ask you a few questions about yourself. They are very simple, and I need you to respond within five seconds. So, very quickly, the first thing that comes to your mind, just say it, and we'll move on to the next question. So, I'm going to just shuffle things around. You won't know who goes first, so just be prepared. All good? All good. Okay. All good. Okay. What is your mantra? Do it. Just keep going. <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> I think that's about it. Just keep going. I had to answer in five seconds. It's the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> that's good, especially if you're already in your fourth year and there are so many things going on. You're just like, just move. Just keep going. That's a good one. Ashane, what's the place you want to travel the most? Greece. Greece. Oh. I want to ask you why, but I guess we're, going to, we're supposed to move on quickly. So, what is your favorite Japanese word, Ashin? Shiko Sakugo. It's called it's trial and error. Ah, can you say that again? It's called Shiko Sakugo. It's, it's a trial and error. Ah, interesting. Nice. Wow.、Yeah. Are you a morning or a night person, Dweeti? A night person. 100% a night person. How about you, Ashin? I'm definitely a morning person. I sleep at 10 and 10 p.m. I feel you. Oh my you. God.、Yeah, I, I'm usually in bed around 10. I don't fall asleep, but I'm like there. 
because it's yeah i just cannot do nights or so so tweety what is your favorite japanese word oh my god oh my god um mica <laughs> I don't have Maika? a cool word like Ashe. I'm so sad. <laughs> I'm so sad. But like my <laughs> Wait, I need to like, I think I need to study more. Thank you, Ashe, for opening my eyes to the number of cool Japanese words I do not know. I will continue to study from here forth. Thank you. <laughs> I'm laughing here, but I have no idea what that means. What does it mean? <laughs> It's just a name. It's like a name that one of my friends gave me with like the kanji. It like means what they saw in me. So I was like, I like the kanji. Ah. I like the name. I like the meaning. I'll go with it. Ah. <laughs> okay. Ashin, what is a quote that you try to live by? Go hard or go home. Oh. oh. Go hard or go home. Yeah, I think I think because uh, in in life in general, you just have to give. You know, you try to give hundred percent to everything, or you don't. So I just go with that mantra. I agree. I do agree. In Duty, what is the one place you would like to travel the most? I feel like anywhere in Oceania. Mm. Yeah, any of the islands. I think. Okay, thank you both for playing rapid fire questions with me. It was really fun to spontaneously respond to questions and we are going to move on to the main part of the conversation so my first question is really simple i would just like to know why do you play sports i mean both of you have mentioned that you've been playing for a long time so you probably started to play when you were a kid and i know maybe your parents had a lot of a lot of influence on that but why did you continue to play sports let's hear from you Ashin. I play sports because I feel like uh, it's just a part of me. I think uh, sports represents who I am. And I actually joined sports due to a medical condition. I had the asthma when I was growing up. I had the V. So the doctors actually suggested my parents that I join swimming. So I initially started off swimming at about four years or five years old and then just fell in love with water. Um, and then I switched to water polo when I was like about 12 years old. I had, an el- I had my elder brother was also playing similar sports. So I guess it was just a repetition that revolved around my family. We are we spend like about eight hours of the day in the pool because we have swimming training in the morning and then water polo. So I think I just uh, fell in love with the sport, fell in love with the team, the spirit, and then that's why I continued sports, I guess. <laughs> mm, nice. So you've been playing competitive or recreationally since then. What has it been? I've been playing competitive. Um, so in my back in my high school, I, I represented my high school, and then we played for the state, and then I also represented my country. Um, I was the junior youth team captain, and then went on to represent the country in like uh, tournaments in like Singapore, Hong Kong, and then even after I joined APU, um, I got to go out to ex- uh, exchange to Austria, where I played competitive water polo in the major league there as well so i would say competitive but sometimes recreational as well oh that's actually really interesting dweety we've been talking a lot about volleyball recently yes we haven't been able to get together but i also want to know why do you play sports i think for me it's the same reason why i dance so i don't know if sports counts like dance counts as part of sports but like I don't know, expressing myself with my body. 
rather than with mm-hmm. my words, I guess. It's just much easier for me to do things physically. Like I can I know what my body is capable of and I'm I feel like much more in control. Like I can push myself a lot more physically and I feel like that also helps me push myself mentally if I start off pushing myself physically because I don't have to think about it as much. Like it's just my body does it and then like my brain follows kind of. And so like with volleyball especially because it is a team sport i don't know something about just having roles for different people and then you're part of a team and you have a role and you have to do what that role commands of you and then you also have to depend on other people to do what they need to do it kind of has like some kind of harmony i guess and so like i also play i used to play competitively before apu and then right right now i'm playing recreationally but i think Yeah, I think it's just something about team sports or having to do things with other people and everyone knows what they want. Like it's very clear when you're playing competitively, it's like there's only one thing in mind and that's to win, right? But there's a lot to do to win. Yes. So that process of doing everything in order to win is like what I like. That's really good um because I also used to play volleyball competitively back in my previous school and it was just really amazing the team spirit and how everybody has the same goal and if one person contributes to that everybody is just so excited that this person is taking us forward towards our goal I think that's that's really amazing so I'd like to hear from you Ashane you mentioned that you've played um, in several competitions and you also seem to really have fun with it as well. So what has it been like, especially during competitions or even within your team? What does it feel like to play competitively alongside other people as well? I think I, I concur with what Dviti told earlier. Um, she said like sports, team sports gives you an opportunity to like represent yourself apart from your words for me also it's it's, a, it's the same i think when you're playing with your team you have a set of individuals who believe in like the same goal so we work simultaneously in order to reach that respective goal for example whether it's whether it's winning a game or whether it's winning a championship or it's to set a national record and within that system you build this bond called team spirit i think that's the most important thing that i believe in so you have the ability to trust each other, just depending on each other. It's like a family. Um, and then you link to like other stuff. You link to your personal life, uh, your stresses, what you're going to. So although it's competitive, I think uh, the factors that revolve around it support me. So while it's competitive, I guess it's, it's healthy competition that's, that you know encourages me and my other friends and colleagues towards the, I would say, the same goal. Mm-hmm. I that's that's interesting. I have a question actually. Yes. So when I when before I began to play volleyball competitively, I was really anxious about playing in a competition where people were watching and where other people, you know, were looking up to me to make sure that I did well. I was really scared to mess up. Did you ever experience something like that, especially since you started playing from a very young age? where you were nervous to play, you were so anxious that you might do the wrong thing on the field or in the water? Um, I think I think anyone is anxious before any, any game or any speech or any, any particular thing in life. Mm-hmm. I guess that, that's human nature, that's human psychology. But along with time, sometimes I tell myself that I've trained enough 
I've been conditioned enough. I have the support of my teammates. So I try to think of in a, in a positive way, hey, I'm ready for this opportunity. So rather than taking it like a like an external pressure, I try to think of the, the good things that I've done in the past and that this is an opportunity, this is a platform to represent yourself. So it does not necessarily matter whether you want to win or whether you want to execute it 100%. After all, we are humans, we make mistakes. But just having that confidence, just being able to execute it there, I think allows me to not be frustrated or anxious before a big tournament. Dwiti, you have been play- you have played both competitively and you've been playing recreationally as well. I'd like to hear what has that experience been so far in, especially during like this current time where um, you might not have access to other resources necessary to play recreationally even. What has it been like your experience both competitively and recreationally? How can I say? I think even when I play recreationally right now, you still like, because I started off playing competitively, you still have like that feeling inside. Like it's not just recreational. Like you feel like you have to keep going. You have to keep pushing every week, even though there's not like some goal, like there's not some clear goal at the end. Like there's a competition in six months and we need to train in order to be our best for that. It's just like, constant improvement like that's the thing that's always on my mind so whatever mistakes I made this week I usually remember only my mistakes I don't know if that's like a me thing or what but I usually only remember my mistakes and then for the next week I try to fix them and I feel like that's something that just like my coach when I used to play competitively my coach had like instilled into us and honestly I don't mind it because as I said it keeps me pushing myself like it just keeps me going, kind of. And yeah, I don't know how, like, I became very dependent on volleyball or on, like, my sport to kind of stay sane. Like, it was very much a stress relief for me as well. Even though, like, you know, obviously there's always stress coming from trying to push yourself physically. I think just the just the part of being there with other people and kind of pushing yourself and not having to think about anything else except pushing yourself in the moment is very stress relieving. And the fact that we can't do it now, yeah, because we don't have like the resources to do it and we, we're not allowed to do it because of safety reasons, obviously. It's kind of like you're always thinking about when next you'll get that kind of high, the kind of stress relief that you're used to having, yeah. right? So it's constantly on my mind. And I still remember the last mistake I made from about four or five months ago when I last played. So I guess that's kind of what's keeping me going until the next time I play and I can correct that one (laughs) mistake from five months ago. I feel like that's pushing me right now. But yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't be satisfied. You have to go and correct that mistake and then you can start on a clean slate. (laughs) But um, you keep mentioning playing competitively. When and where did you play competitively? Can you tell us that story? Uh, back home in Trinidad, I played competitively in secondary school. So I think that's like kind of like a mixture of middle school and high school. It's about seven years long. So I started playing when I was about 11 years old and I played all the way until I was 18 in my school. So for school leagues and stuff, my school was powerful at the time in volleyball. So it was good. We had a lot of like teammates and oh. our coach used to push us well. So it was really nice. and. Uh, apart from that, I also played with a club 
So I played for like club leagues and stuff like that in different like age limits. So when I was in school, I played for the under 14 team, the under 16 team and the under 20 team. And then in club, I played for like B division. And yeah, so it's like there's A division and B division. So I played for B division. And um, yeah, I also trained with like the national team of Trinidad at the time. I unfortunately, like, it was kind of weird. Like I trained for the national team, but because I didn't have a Trinidadian passport, I couldn't actually play for the national tra- team. So I just kind of trained with them instead. So yeah, I think that's about how okay. competitively I yeah, that's my competitive side of volleyball. Wow. That's really that's really nice. Yo, training with the national yeah. team. Both of you. Hey. Actually, by the way, did you guys um watch some parts of the Olympics? Tokyo twenty twenty? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah. Any highlights, any like particular highlights from the ones you watched? Ashen, do you wanna go? I think I think I when you said some parts, it's not some parts. I watched the Olympics like twenty four seven actually. <laughs> like <Wow. I'm> not... <laughs> I think I think that was one of the the things I was most excited about. That's actually one of the reasons why I came to Japan as well in twenty twenty because I knew they had the Olympics. But unfortunately, I couldn't go. I wanted to like go and volunteer and then watch some of the games. Uh, but I think the highlight for me was how how Japan as a team did really well, not just in a single sport, but overall. I think, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah their preparations, uh, the gold medals that they won. And, you know, with this pandemic, it's, it's amazing how the effort that the athletes put in to make their country proud. I think, and, and moving on forward from here on, well, Japan is going to be a, a major contender in any, spe- any field, I feel like, uh, whether it's... Uh, judo whether it's swimming or whether it's volleyball i think that was the key takeaway for me Mm. wow yeah that's i actually also noticed that but i'm curious to hear from you also duty so i think like it was a lot of like the basically the talk of the town about how japan was doing really well at the olympics i guess for past olympics we don't really hear you never really heard much so like every now and then you'd hear about like something about japan and china and table tennis right or like Indian badminton or like something like that. But I think for this Olympics, like Ashane said, it was like across the board. Like Japan was everywhere. Like everyone was talking about Japan. So that was really cool, I thought. I'm not going to lie. I didn't get a lot of time to watch because I still had school going on. So I tried my best to make it to all of the volleyball games. I tried my best. And <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I had the time of my life while ignoring my schoolwork, watching like the volleyball games. I don't know what it is, but like just watching athletes who have obviously been training so hard and so long for this one goal, having finally that chance to be there and do what they love. It's really nice. Kind of jealous sometimes. Like, ah, I wish I could play now too. I would like to correct my mistake from five months ago, but I'm glad for you, you know? <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Something about watching people be happy yeah. in their element is really nice. I really, I really feel you. Like Ashin, I was also me. I was spending like more than two thirds of the day just wow. watching. I I mainly spent time watching the vol- the volleyball competitions and the diving competitions as well. It was it was everything was just so right. Beautiful. The diving ones oh are really God. good. This is the first time I've ever watched them actually. But back to where we left off. 
Ashin, I'd like to hear from you. You talk a lot about like things you've gained from playing in a team and how that has helped you to be who you are today. I'm wondering, would you say that playing water polo in a team has made you a more grounded person? And if yes, how? And if not, why do you think that is the case? I think, I think water polo is just like I said before, a part of me. I think it just represents the bigger self of me. I wouldn't say like in 10 years time, I, I wouldn't say that, Hey, I'm not, I'm going to forget about sports. I think till the day I, I leave this planet, I'll, I'll be thinking about sport. So whether it's about being, I think about being grounded or being humble or just being a better person. Within that framework, it, it teaches you a lot of things. For example, it teaches you charisma, it teaches character. For example, my coach always says, you have to always play like a champion. Even if it's your, if you're winning, you're losing, you don't like look down on, on your opponents. You have to respect everyone. So some of the values that you do get from sports, I, I honestly feel like you can, cannot learn it in a classroom. You cannot uh, find it in, in, in any context. It's just that you have to experience it. So. Personally, for me, I feel like it just, it made me a more wholesome person also while being grounded. And I'm grateful for those learnings. And hopefully, like Twitty said, learning from your mistakes moving forward. I imply the same thing in my life as well. So learning, in, even in life, you do a mistake, you try to become a better person the following week. So that I think has revolved around me through sport. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. How about you, Twitty? What would you, would you say it's made you to become a more grounded person? I think so. Like, in general, I feel like having something outside of, like, academics is something so important to keep yourself sane. Like, having group work in school is so much different from having teamwork in a sport, right? And, like, in a sport, you have to keep working with the people that you're not getting along with and find a way to work with them. It's different for like, I guess, academics because it's like one group, one semester. After that semester, you never have to talk to them again, really. But in a sport, if everyone is committed to the sport, regardless of how your personalities clash, eventually you learn how to get along with them and you kind of learn how to get along with them for a purpose. I know which buttons not to push for certain people. And it's not that, oh, because I have the buttons to push, I'm going to push them and make them angry. No, because like we are all here for like that common goal, right? We're all trying to play the sport. We're all trying to win the competition. Also, we're all trying to make the coach happy, <laughs> right? And I feel like at least for my school and my club, it was such a thing where even if we didn't get along for our sake, we would get along for the coach's sake. Because even the coach puts so much time and effort into trying to train us, trying to make us better people, trying to make us better athletes, not for himself, but for us and our school or our club, right? And I just feel like, as, as I said in the beginning, like there's always someone who's depending on you and you're always depending on someone. And that just keeps you really focused, keeps your eyes really, really open for to look around at everyone and see how everyone is feeling all the time. And it's not tiring, surprisingly. Kind of like what Ashain said, very grounding. So I've heard a lot about humility and focus as well. That's that's really amazing. I'd like to I have one question and this is not particularly it is relating to what we've already talked about, but I just want to hear your thoughts about this. And it's about media coverage of women in sports. I just want to 
plug this in because I'm very interested in women's liberation and empowerment. So as people who have been involved in sports for a very long time, I just wanted to hear your thoughts about this. If maybe you've noticed something similar in your own environments, your own sports environment, and what do you think we as young people involved in sports can do to change the narrative? Do you have any thoughts on that? Actually, uh, that's, that's, that's a really interesting topic, Dorcas, because what I believe is, especially this year um, at the Olympics, uh, the Japan women's basketball team, they made it to the finals. They, they played, they won against Belgium and they played the US. So the, the same attention that the men's basketball team of Japan get, women don't get half of that, which is actually quite disappointing mm-hmm. because if you look at the sports perspective, I think Dwiti can contribute to this as well. It doesn't matter whether you're whether you're a man or a woman, you put the same effort. You go through those learnings, your coaches tell you to do this. Exactly. You have to wake up in the mornings, you have to commute to your like if it's a sports practice. So I think in general there should be more attention given to women's sports, especially in terms of media, because they go through the same process and I just don't understand why men get more attention than women because back it just comes to basics, right? Hey, I put in the effort of X and Y, why are, why, why are men getting treated better or like getting more attention? So definitely I think what we can do is just share within our own platforms and just try to push for uh, social, you know, social issues, trying to find uh, right for equal pay. So around that, I think everyone can make contribution. So if everyone makes at least 1%, I think hopefully in the future, in the, ne- in the next decade or so, I hope that women's sports, women's sports will also get the media attention that men are getting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think basically the same. I think especially, especially as women don't get paid as much as the same, like as much as male athletes, even though they reach further usually in a lot of sports as well. And also, like, the uniform restrictions for women. Like, I don't know if you've seen it, but, like, there's there was one beach volleyball team. Like, so men can wear shorts and a shirt for beach volleyball. And so there was one team who also wanted to do the same because it's just beach volleyball. They just wanted to wear shirts and, a sh- and shorts. And because they didn't wear, like, the specific type of underwear and sports bra that's, like, mandated by the league which i find very very weird like why do you have uniforms mandated by the league they couldn't play like they were disqualified so i don't not only with media also with like the actual leagues themselves who arrange the competitions and do stuff like that i feel like a lot of responsibility falls on them as well to do what they can to make sure that they also put as much emphasis on female athletes because male athletes, I think it's like a thing from a long, it's like a couple decades worth of like fame and stuff. Like their coaches used to be star players back in the day who used to get media coverage as well. But like maybe some of the coaches that are training, like we have some female coaches, maybe they were extremely good players back in the day, but because they didn't get as much coverage as their counterparts back in the day as well they're not getting that much attention now and there's not I feel like a lot of the attention that male athletes get is not given to women also because of like there's some there's always some misogyny within fans who are so deeply in love with Mm -hmm. the male teams 
obviously there's not going to be a lot that we can do from over here but i think as ashane said like doing what we can to spread the news of like hey this team did this or hey this team is playing you should support if you're interested or something like that even like their training process because we see a lot of the videos of like male athletes training and stuff but i've never seen videos of like female athletes training and i would honestly I would love to have some tips on what they do so that I could do it as well. And I'm sure there are other girls out there who would want to do the same. I feel like it's just the leagues as well who have a lot of influence that they're not using to make female athletes more paid more, have more control over what they wear when they play. Yeah, exactly. And so I come from Liberia and until I went to school outside of Liberia, I wasn't aware of many of the women's sports teams that existed. We always heard about men's soccer teams, like the team in Barcelona and like Real Madrid. We only heard right. about those guys. We never really heard about all of the amazing work that women were doing in their own fields of sports as well. And it's just it's just a real, a real shame. I was looking at some statistics on this site called Athlete Assessment. And I'm just going to read what it said. It said women make up 40% of sports people. However, as of 2020, they continue to receive 4% of the total sports media coverage in print and broadcast devoted to them. And I thought this this was crazy. And I, then I thought, I said, but when I look on Facebook or other websites, I rarely see things about women in sports. You only hear about this other big player is go transferring to another team and people are crying <laughs> up and down. Why are you leaving Real Madrid? <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought that was that was real crazy. But you guys have said really good points. There's something that we can also do from our end, just like sharing these things mm. with people in our network, as both of you said. I think that will contribute more than we think it could. So we are nearing the end of our conversation. Thank you guys for being here so far. It's been amazing to hear about the experiences. But I am wondering before we go, do you have anything to say, whether to the audience, anything at all? Please do feel free to share with us. Um, yeah, I think I think first of all, I want to thank again talkers and the Kaiva podcast for having me and Zwiti. It's been a pleasure just to share and talk about what we do, sports in general, and also the other topics. I think for the audience, you know, it's just like we might be sports fanatics, but, you know, just try and go out there, appreciate the nature. It doesn't have to be competitive sports. Just move your body, stay in good health. And I hope this was a insightful session uh, or a podcast for you guys. Wow, thank you. Yeah, I can add on I guess for I think I think there's something so good about people finding their passions they didn't know they would have and I feel like a lot of people hold themselves back from starting new things because they're like oh maybe I'm not fit enough to do this right now or oh maybe I don't want to work with a team right now I don't want to meet a lot of new people right now but I feel like you never know unless you try right and no one's stopping you from like going to one practice and maybe if you don't like it you don't like it but like there's so many things to try so many sports to try team sports things where you're on a side of one side by yourself that maybe that's something you need a break from teamwork in your life maybe that's something you need and yeah like Ashane said like just keeping your body moving 
whether competitively or recreationally, it's just very freeing. Go out of your comfort zone and just try something. Don't break anything, but, you know, stay healthy while doing it, you know? (laughs) But yeah. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much. Ashane, Dweeti, thank you for being here today. It was amazing to speak to you guys. And I wish you all the best in your endeavors. And congratulations, Ashane, on graduation and under oh, yes. as well. And Dweeti, I hope I get to I hope I get to play volleyball with you Please. sometime. But in the meantime, all the best. <laughs> all the best with everything. And yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you you to all of the team behind the Kaiwa podcast. Our editing team includes Eugene from South Korea and Miko from Indonesia. Our PR and marketing team includes Lisa from Nepal, Farin from Indonesia, and Yuma from Japan. And our graphic design team includes Tomoka from Japan and Kokoro from Japan as well. Thank you to the audience for always supporting the Kaiwa podcast. We appreciate you wholeheartedly and we hope that you will continue with us on this journey. If you would like to suggest guests or topic, please feel free to reach out to us via our Instagram page at the Kaiwa podcast. And you can find more information there about our website and other social media platforms that we are on as well. Feel free to send any questions, comments, feedback, or topic recommendations as well through our Instagram page, and we'll be happy to respond to you. Thank you, and see you in the next episode.